Hello and welcome back to Brand Week, the podcast. My name is Al Manorino. I'm the senior producer of the Ad Week Podcast Network. With me is my co-host, my friend, my enemy, question mark, is John Heil, GM of podcast. What's up, John? Hey, Al. How we doing? Uh, good, good. This is... Uh, been a crazy week so far and it's not over it's been a crazy week it's wednesday hump day just yes. got through uh the next gen marketers as the theme of the day uh what was your favorite session where oh, should we start i don't know it's it's rough uh did i see any sessions that's the question <laughs> i was on stage a few times and uh we were we were doing ad week trivia which is a lot of fun uh but we can get more into favorite sessions and all that with our guests so joining us on today's episode is agency's reporter and my nemesis that's Emmy Lederman. Welcome, Emmy. Seems to be a common title for a lot of people saying that I'm their nemesis. So I don't know what that says about me. But um, thank you so much for having me. I'm feeling really blessed to be here. Excellent. Great to hear. And then our special guest for today, you uh, you may know her as Girl Boss Town on social, but we have Robin Del Monte. Robin, welcome to Brand Week. Thank you so much for having me. And you said my name right, so you already have a couple of points. I'm really excited to be here. As you can tell, my voice has been here for three days as well. So there's a little bit of wear and tear, but we're going to roll with it. As John mentioned, today's theme is next-gen marketers. Robin, you seem like you are a next-gen marketer, but at the same time, you're learning from a lot of incredible marketers today. How has your experience been with Brand Week so far? And uh, you know, maybe what was your favorite session? And we could also mention a few other ones. Definitely, um, I kind of I'm going to take that self-proclaimed title as a next gen marketer and roll with it. I love that. Um, my experience here at Brand Week for Ad Week has been incredible. I actually made a video this morning because I went from New York Fashion Week events to uh, Brand Week, and I was talking about the difference between attending both of those types of events and how Brand Week and Ad Week in general, inviting me and in, uh, being here has given me so much drive and has inspired me and has made me want to really hone in on the skills that I love about my job. And I feel like it's not a typical influencer event, but these are the type of events that I think influencers should be coming to and attending because you learn so much, you get so inspired and you really get connected with the brands. And that's a massive part of the job, not just like going to an event and taking a picture. So I've been having the best time here. Um, there's been a couple of sessions that have just um, made me so inspired and I love so much. Um, but today, if we're just talking about the ones today, I'm going to have to say the last two that I went to. Um, well, one was with Laura um, Walensky. I think I'm saying that right from Away. And Away is a suitcase, suitcase brand. I'm sure you guys are familiar with it. And she spoke about how they don't consider themselves like a luggage brand, but more of like a travel brand. And what I think is really interesting about something that they do is they actually get involved in organizations that really help um, allow young people to get out there and travel who might not be able to afford it because it's so important to be able to see the world and to travel. And for people who don't have that opportunity, I think it's incredible and it sets such a good message for that company to get involved with. And then my second favorite one was the one that I just went to with Logitech and Whaler with Jamie Goodfriend and Chelsea Sims. I had the absolute pleasure of actually speaking on a podcast with um, Jamie this morning from Whaler and 
I think what they're doing is so incredibly important and we can talk till we're blue in the face about like brands and creators kind of getting on the same page and working together and, and to do good, but they're actually doing the work and they're showing us that they're doing the work and they're educating creators on this industry. When I got into this industry, I went from being a waitress to doing this. I had no idea I needed a lawyer. I had no idea like what the difference between an agent and a manager was. Um, and I had the right people in my corner to kind of show me how to do that. So I feel extremely blessed and privileged but not everybody has that opportunity. So for them to see that there is a need for that in the space and to own that and to really get involved, I think is extremely smart and super inspiring. And you can hear uh, that conversation uh, on Whaler's podcast, which is Everything is Better with Creators, uh, which is on the AdWe podcast network. So very excited about yes. that. Uh, John, it looks like you have a question. I have a question and it's it's a little off topic, but okay, you mentioned that you were a waitress before. Yeah. Where, where were you a waitress? Okay. Um, it was at a restaurant called Julia in Cambridge. It's okay. kind of like on the Harvard campus. Okay. Um, it was very, very difficult. I felt like Hannah Montana. Um, I was serving five-star dinners at night and becoming a influencer and going viral during the day. I couldn't really explain to the chef or the people at work what was going on because they didn't get it. Um, but I mean, it's all part of the, it's all part of the story. I love the uh, the Hannah Montana. Oh yeah, for sure. Because at the end, people started coming in to the um, restaurant and recognizing me. No way. And it was a very strict five star restaurant, so you weren't really allowed to like speak about personal things with this like. For, with the staff um, but people were asking to take pictures with me and I was like I'm gonna get my head shaved I cannot take a picture but I don't want to be rude um, but you know what it's part of the journey I think that's a pretty good indicator that you're ready to make the jump to do it I think it was too I was people like, okay. coming into the restaurant are like hey I bounce. know you yeah for sure <laughs> Emmy, uh, is this your this is your first official brand week, right? I think you did a maybe a virtual one before this, but this is like pretty much for a lot of us our first in person brand week. And as someone who reports on you know the younger generation, the 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 creator economy, and things like that, what is it about this event that you think kind of works for all of that? I think a lot of people throw around like certain buzzwords at these events that I'm not necessarily very um, crazy about. We've talked about this. In yeah, yeah. So what, am what's I your least favorite buzzword? Am I allowed to be negative? Of course. Yeah. Okay. The word authenticity like really makes me mad because I feel like this is just every marketer is like, we're really trying to be authentic. We want authentic relationships with creators. We want like these types of brand messaging, but it's kind of like that should just be table stakes and it's not something that you should necessarily be like getting a gold star for. So I think that that's something to keep in mind. And I was talking to Robin before about this. I think that a lot of times at these events, it's kind of just an opportunity for brands to brag about all the amazing things that they're doing. So it's kind of refreshing when someone is candid about the things that they do that maybe were wrong in the past and how they're looking to remedy that. So I moderated a session today and by moderating, I mean, I literally did the bare minimum by just introducing the people and getting off stage. Um, you still get credit for that. Yeah, right? I guess so. I, I did really well. Um, <laughs> and I thought it was really interesting because there was, so there's NFL um, mod, which is like a sexual health brand and, um, Fabletics and Fabletics was talking about the things that they've kind of fucked up in the past um, in terms of 
because the the topic was on um, gender neutrality and marketing, and they said that they introduced like Fabletics for men, and on the ho- the homepage they had two different. Um, options. You could shop for men and you could shop for women. A lot of people said that that was kind of an exclusive practice and they were like, we got a lot of responses about how our consumers didn't necessarily like that. And we pivoted because we realized that that strategy was wrong. And they were like, your marketing isn't set in stone. You can always change it. And it's this ever-changing thing. Um, So I thought that was refreshing. I think it's important for people to recognize when they screw up. And, you know, sometimes Al has a hard time doing that, so. <laughs> Very much so, so. So you said authenticity is a word that's kind of overused. Is there a word that you wish people would be using more often? Ooh, that's a good Well, question. no, because if I say that, then it's going to get overused. You can pick, Because like, everyone the, the obviously really values my opinion. So yes. this, the hundreds and thousands of people that listen to this podcast are going to start using the word. So okay. I, I, can't really, I can't really say. What about you? I got to think about it. Yeah, that's kind of a hard question. It is a hard question. Am I invited back here tomorrow? No, to- absolutely, okay. not. Okay. absolutely not. But uh, Robin might be. Cool. Yes. Perfect. Um, I, I would say like, I think, I, I, you know, a lot of brands are getting more into like social good, but I think there's still work there. And I think more brands could be really jumping into that. I feel like I, I got yelled at once by a, a social media manager on Twitter because the, something was happening in the world and um, they were tweeting about something like something no, was happening in the world. No, no. Like something like was like something big had happened. I don't remember the, the specific event, but like it, they went viral for like some stupid, like really, really dumb. And I was like, well, I was like, maybe you could take that and point people to a charity. And they, they're like, no, we don't, we don't do that. We're just going to get a hundred thousand retweets and a million likes. And then that's the end of it. It's we're going to, we're going to make news doing that thing and then that's the end. So it was kind of performative. Yeah, but I have a question for you. Do you think it's every creator's responsibility post going viral to then take their platform and use it to point people in a different direction? I mean, I, because I struggle with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think having the responsibility of being a creator, which I always would watch people say that when I wasn't a creator and be like, oh yeah, cool, blue ho you. But now that I do have a platform and when major things do happen in the world and I have a stance or an opinion on it, you're going to get hate whether you speak or not. So I think like I will stay true to myself. I'll speak up for what I believe in. And also I'm involved in a couple of organizations and charities and I always do my best to speak about that. But then sometimes it's like when people do have these viral moments and they have all their those eyes on them I feel like there's an added pressure to be like okay all these eyes are on you you went viral like what are you gonna do to make the world a better place like how are you gonna like take this and like run with it which I think people should be able to do but I don't think there's like a roadmap of like how to do both to stay authentic to who you are to take like that viral moment and like turn it into a career while also doing good at the same time. Um, and I think it'd be interesting to actually like dive into that topic, obviously not on this podcast, but with people who have gone through certain things like that and seeing how to navigate that. Because I feel like as a creator myself, that's something that I like question and struggle with and like wonder what to do with that. You know what I mean? And do you feel like you need to have an opinion and sort of like make a stance on everything that's going on that like if you see a lot of other creators, you know, coming out to talk about, you know, the politics of the day or whatever breaking news, do you need to say something in response? I don't I feel like I don't need to do anything because like I my 
platform is like based off of like who I am as a person. Um, so if I'm doing anything, it's because that's genuinely what I believe in and what I want to speak about. However, like when the queen passed away and I'm really into royal culture, this was like a big thing that happened. Um, people were messaging me like why I haven't spoken about the queen passing away, um, which I thought was like a little a little much I mean like I live I grew up in Nashville New Hampshire like I didn't grow up in the UK um but I feel like people always want to hear what you have to say when something big is going on and speaking your truth and really owning what you have to say is great but if you don't have something to say on something um and you're not educated on it and you're just doing it to fit in with others I think that defeats the point of being our favorite word authentic I think it's a constant struggle for it sounds like influencers and brands to feel like you constantly have to speak and have an opinion on everything and you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, and I saw this thing, or it's every time like a major event happens on Twitter, everyone like makes fun of the brands that comment on it. Like I don't need to hear Taco Bell issue a statement about the queen dying. Exactly. It's just, it's sort that of- That would be a great ad campaign. Taco Bell speaking <laughs> on the queen. Yeah, like it's it would kind of be a meme, but at yeah. the same time, it's it's really these random brands that they feel pressure to constantly keep up with culture and mm-hmm. respond to it, and you can tell when something is genuine and yeah. and and I think also that's where my whole platform and everything I speak about is like brands need to start tapping native creators who are on these apps every single day and who have their finger on the pulse of what is necessary and like what is going on to ask these type of questions when these types of things happen to figure out like what they should do in these types of scenarios because like you said like a lot of times brands will get roasted for like trying to do or be something that they're not or like they're late to the topic or you can tell they're just like trying too hard so I completely agree with what you're saying just and influencers will get roasted too yeah. for commenting on certain things that they don't really have a place commenting on necessarily or they're not educated on. And I feel like another thing, and that going back to our conversation about buzzwords, like every brand says that they're like purpose first and purpose driven, but to what extent is that actually true? That's purpose driven, authentic, um, people first. Like everyone says they have a people first culture and it's like, how, you know. It's like, does everyone... Does yeah. everyone have a people first culture? It's you like know. you said before, it's like that should be the standard and then yeah. go from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. We'll be right back after these messages. So Robin, Emmy, we don't want to keep you guys for too much longer, but there is one more segment that we need to do. I think Al gave you a little a little primer on the segment. So it's session, swag, lunch, favorite session of the day, favorite stuff you picked up from upstairs or activation you went to, and of course, most importantly, what you had for lunch. Are you guys ready or should I lead us off? I'm ready. I'm a little stressed. I'm not ready. <laughs> All right. We'll save you for last. Robin, take it away. My favorite session, not just because I moderated it, um, was What Does Your Brand Sound Like? Because I'm obsessed with Raja Rajmanar. He is the CMO of MasterCard, and he broke down the science of how the noise that the credit card machine makes when you make a MasterCard um, purchase. There's such a science behind that, and he actually ended up taking that sound and putting it into, I think, over 12 songs in different countries that have all gone like number one on the charts, so people can recognize that sound 
sound subconsciously because it takes 14 years for your brain to recognize a sound with a brand like fully. So he wanted to speed up that process. So he started putting it in international music, like K-pop music. Um, the guy who won Turkey's Got Talent. Um, and then they ended up putting an album out of all those songs called Priceless, which did well in the charts as well. And it was extremely interesting. He also wrote a book called Quantum Marketing. I'm just plugging him. I'm his biggest fan. Um, we, we love Raja. And actually, yeah, the, the creator that we had yesterday said the exact same thing. Like, we, he needs to be on the main stage. Like he needs to have like a he, whole. He has thing. been a, in past that. Yeah, he is incredible. He's a favorite of ours. Um, and favorite like activation upstairs or swag. So my favorite activation has definitely been the Snapchat activation. I've needed to laugh a couple times throughout the day because these conferences are extremely fun, but sometimes they can be long. And you know when you're like delirious and silly. So the Snapchat one was everything. They have the ugly crying face. My agents on it, like, literally made my life. Um, and I loved it so much. And then for lunch, I had, like, five of those little cornbread things and two of the cheesecakes. Because I'm really health-focused and conscious. <laughs> um, I love veggies. So I've been really keeping up with that while You're I'm on a here. strict cornbread-only diet? No, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right. I'm that's a little good. upset because... I didn't know there was cornbread, and that's like I also yeah, I didn't know there was five. cornbread. Oh, there's well, I actually ate it all. Like that's why there's none left. Uh, <laughs> Emmy, <laughs> Emmy, your uh, your favorite session, your favorite swag or activation, and then what you had for lunch. My favorite session was the gender neutrality one. Um, my favorite swag was the hyper ice um, little meditation device, and. My favorite, what I had for lunch, um, a bunch of those egg rolls and Same. dessert. So that was, great. that was really a great experience. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just, uh, I don't want to repeat uh, favorite session or uh, what I had for lunch because it was the same thing. But the swag that I got, uh, Sass had these uh, really, really cute stuffed animals. So I got one for my son. I'm very excited about it. It's like a little rhinoceros. So I also picked up a stuffed animal and that was my favorite swag of the day. I have a 12 week old puppy at home. And so I got him a little penguin that he's going to absolutely destroy and rip all the stuffing out of as soon as I get home yeah. over the weekend. Absolutely. Uh, jumping back up favorite session was definitely Randy Stipes from IBM talking about the weather channel. I had no idea that IBM owns like all the tech and data behind the weather channel and like all the work they do. And they sort of positioned it as like it being a, uh, like a benefit to the community because they do like the tornado warnings and you know you guys need to like seek shelter and all that stuff that I just like never really thought about the Weather Channel as a public service and kind of like a service that IBM provides for the community. So that that I thought was interesting and different uh, like brand messaging there. And uh, what did I forget? Lunch. Oh, lunch. The uh, the strawberry tart, fantastic. It's just been the. Just the desserts upstairs are so, so good. Yeah. I am I'm officially after this week a dessert for lunch guy. I've been a fan <laughs> of the dessert as well. There's like some chocolate pudding tomorrow. I'm so in. Oh, for sure. All right. So looking ahead to tomorrow at Brand Week, uh, what are you guys excited about seeing? Personally, I am technically opening up for Kevin Hart with my Ad Week trivia. So um, if I pass out, that's the reason. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> Emmy, uh, any sessions catch your eye? Are you Are you actively involved in anything tomorrow? Um, well, I'm always gonna 
self-promote and talk about the session that I'm doing. So um, I'm leading a masterclass on making creators the cornerstone of your marketing strategy, which I think is interesting because if you look at the evolution of the creator economy, in the beginning it was not really taken seriously. Now everyone feels like it has to be at the center, at the core of all of your strategies and touch every sector of your business. So I'm going to be talking about to Maverick, um, which is an influencer marketing like data company, and TikTok, um, if you've heard of them, about the creator economy and just how to make sure that your strategy doesn't just attract consumers, but also creators that you're going to work with in the future and setting yourselves apart because obviously creators like Robin get reached out to all the time from brands and some of them are just not worthy of her time. Thank uh, you for saying that for me. You're welcome. <laughs> and John, uh, any sessions catch your eye? Uh, tomorrow morning, Riot Games has a session. Oh, nice. It should be pretty exciting. That should be really cool. Definitely. Are you a gamer? Uh, a former gamer, but I'm, I'm curious to see what they have to say. What? So you're, my, when did my, you retire? My days of, of FIFA and Call of Duty are behind me. Proud of you. And mine are not. I play a lot of Call of Duty. Uh, Robin, what are you looking forward to tomorrow? So I actually really enjoyed Kevin Hart's uh, docu-series on Netflix that came out, I think, in early 2020. So I might pass out with you. We can, you know, head to the ER together. Um, but I hope that is after I see Kristen Cavalieri. I'm a massive pop culture girly, massive early MTV early in my age I'm 28 um reality fan so I think that she's a pioneer of taking reality tv and turning it into a career in entrepreneurship and business um because I feel like people will argue like okay well if you have followers like anybody can start a business but like lasting 15 years in this space while continuing to grow your businesses and grow your audience and keep people interested is an honor so I'm really excited to see her yeah it should be very very awesome day. Very packed, kind of celeb-focused day. And then on Friday, we have a metaverse-focused day uh, and Web3. So that should be very interesting. I think I mentioned on yesterday's episode, we have Kathy Hackle, who hosts the Metaverse Marketing Podcast. She'll be in attendance, so I'm very, looking for, very much looking forward to that session. Uh, but I think that's going to be a, a wrap for today's episode and i uh, figured uh might as well ask one of my favorite people to follow on social emmy lederman uh where can people find you where can people find your work that you do for Adweek? where can people find my work adweek.com slash emmy lederman <laughs> and you can go on twitter and follow me at emmy lederman that's l-i-e-d-e-r-m-a-n and Robin, where can people find you and a Girl Boss Town? So it is G I R L B O S S T O W N, Girl Boss Town on TikTok and Instagram. Excellent. Um, you can see all the work that John and I are doing with the Adweek Podcast Network by visiting adweek.com slash podcast. You can follow me at Al Manorino on Instagram and Twitter with my shiny suits from this week. And uh, thank you both, seriously. Thank you both so much for joining uh, the Brand, uh, Brand Week, the podcast. Thank you so much Thanks. for having me. Thank you for listening to Brand Week, the podcast, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino and John Heil and edited by Lane McGibbony at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcasts. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. <laughs>